so we have three parts. We have Judas betraying Jesus. We have Peter denying Jesus. And then we have these ruling authorities questioning Jesus. Okay, so re really important part to, when you look at a chapter of scripture, break it down and go, what's the big picture here? So we have Judas betraying Jesus. We have Peter denying Jesus. And we have these, these authorities questioning Jesus. Um, and it kind of bounces back and forth between the last two. Um, and that's going to be okay because we'll bounce around with it. Uh, so before we dive into a discussion on that, um, me, Josh, and Sinclair just kind of talking through it. I, I want to encourage you to observe a few things, okay? Notice how Jesus continues to fulfill Scripture. I mean, everything he said was going to happen is happening in this text. Uh, and continues to happen, we know, because we know the story. Um, but notice how the disciples didn't have the New Testament. They didn't have that to, to know this story um, to understand what was going to be happening. Instead, they were witnessing this in real time. So really important to keep that in mind. Um, a lot of, a lot of um, in ecclesiology, you can see people accusing, in church history, you can see people um, kind of attacking Thomas, you know, doubting Thomas. And you're like, man, Jesus never said, hey, all you got to do is believe, brother. He, Jesus held his hand out. He didn't criticize Thomas. Um, so when we see things like Peter denying Jesus, it's important to go, hey, what was what was Peter going through in that moment? And what do we learn about him? And what do we learn about Christ? Um, so notice how Jesus never allows being arrested or being betrayed or being questioned to change his message or to change his character. Um, and then lastly, before we jump in, notice how Jesus is always pointing to what's to come, especially in the in the uh, latter parts of this passage, he's he's pointing to the kingdom, to his kingdom um, that's not of this world. So let's uh, let's jump into uh, verses one through eleven, real quick. Uh, I'll read here. I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong book. Uh, one through eleven. This is the betrayal of Jesus. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the brook of Kidron, where there was a garden uh, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him. Remember, we talked about this last uh, few chapters back. Also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas, having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said, Whom do you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing there with them. And when Jesus said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. So he asked them again, whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I'm he. So if you seek him, or if you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. Of those whom you have given me, uh, gave me, I have lost one. That's what he said a few chapters back, right? Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? Okay, so Josh Sinclair, when y'all when y'all break that down, what are the things that just jump out to you? <clears throat> There's a lot going on in that one section yeah, there, right? Um, I think two things jump out to me. One, just um, the the idea of like Peter so bold here and drawing out a sword and either he's a really bad aim and he cuts off a guy's ear because he's not really good with a sword or, you know, he, he purposely just cut the ear off to kind of send a, like a warning, like, Hey, y'all better back off. 
excuse me, but it's, it's just contrast to the rest of the chapter. He's so bold here, ready to fight with a sword. And then we'll see the rest of the chapter, just um, his fear and stuff. But, and then the other thing, just like you said this a second ago, but Sinclair, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but just, he says there at the end, you know, shall not drink the cup that the father's given me just this really bigger perspective of what's going on. You know, I love this, these moments when we're reading scripture and we are like, you know, we see that uh, there's just way more going on. That's way beyond than what maybe we just think the disciples think. And just man, if we took that perspective in life so many times of man, what's the bigger picture God might be doing here. Um, but anyway, those two things stand out to me. Yeah. Sinclair, what you got? Yeah, I, I think for me, um, like Josh was saying, you know, this is the, the cup my father has given me. But but prior to that, you have this 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 uh, high priestly prayer covering the disciples and, and those that follow the disciples that follow, like you said. And immediately um, Jesus is preparing to be to get arrested, to be arrested. Um, he's in full control. He's fully in control of everything that's going on. He's surrendering to authority, um, the religious authority, um, the governmental authority. He's, he's, it's, 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 a, it's a kind of a small um, microcosm of God, Christ, God on earth, surrendering to the world, giving up himself, yet still fully in control. It's, it's, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I love me personally, in verse two, it says, and Judas betrayed him, also knew the, knew the place, for Jesus yeah. often met their, his disciples there. Um, it, it, it's a stilling away. Jesus modeled the kingdom. Come still away with me often to the garden where I can model spending time in the presence of the Lord. Um, and so I, I love that. Um, still away with me. Become be with me. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, all those things that you guys said are, are what stand out to me too. Jesus always looking forward. Uh, the 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 authority of Jesus, the power of Jesus, the confidence of Jesus. Um, again, he's fulfilling scripture that he just spoke, uh, chapter six, chapter ten, um, and then uh, last time, chapter seventeen. But I, I think what's cool is that he didn't send. You know, it, it, it's really often that we can look back and see um, Jesus. You know, when we look at church history all these paintings of, of Christ, he can, he, we can make him a weak man. And when you see something like this, it, Jesus didn't send his disciples to protect him. You know, I think the, the story of um, when I was reading this preparing, I thought about the, uh, the raid on Osama bin Laden and how, uh, and not to get too graphic, but when they, when the seals went in to the room that he was in, he threw his, they, they, they identified him as the target. But what he did was he threw this woman in front of him. They think it was his wife. Uh, there was another kid, and he was pushing everybody in front to take the to take the fall, basically, to put it lightly. But in this passage here, you see what a leader really is. You see what a man really is, is that he doesn't push his disciples forward to say, hey, handle this for me, and let me get out of here. So, I, so No, he actually steps up and says, hey, who, who are you guys looking for? And then it's really, really easy to miss because I missed it for years. Um, or maybe I just missed things. <laughs> but notice when he said, I'm he, they drew back and fell to the ground. What in the world? I know that is like a 
kind of one of those things in scripture, like what's, is it his, his authority just in some way they like were in awe of Jesus all of a sudden, you know, like, or yeah. so terrified of the way he, you know, I don't know. That's a really good observation. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And, and then you see him get back up. <laughs> they kind of like dust themselves off. And he goes, y'all want to say one more time who you guys are looking for? <laughs> it was just, you it, know, it, to me, it's almost like a reminder of, Hey, let me show you who I am real quick <laughs> before you. Yeah. And I was going to say, they were preparing for conflict. They, yeah. they took lanterns and torches yeah. and weapons. Like, no, her Jesus, you know, peaceful Jesus, or whatever the case may be, submissive, um, the Lord, yeah. the submissive Lord. But they're preparing for conflict. Yeah. Um, multiple guys, but they, you know, Jesus said, I am he. You know, <laughs> here I yeah. am. What are you looking for? And, it, and, and that's the indication that it was at, at night and Jesus was, a, he, he looked common just like any other man. So mm, you had mm. to have Judas to, to identify him with a kiss uh, and they prepare for this. Okay. When, I, when we go to this normal place that we hang out at guys, guys, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to kiss him. When I kiss him, that is him because you're mm. not going to recognize he's a common guy. He looks like a common guy. Oh, we yeah, know from, we know from other, there. we know from other gospels that Jesus really does pre prepare the disciples in this moment. You know, he does tell them, Hey, you know, I'm going to be betrayed to not, you know, there's preparation, pray with me. You know, there's a lot more that goes on that we don't get here in John. Um, but I also think it's interesting that's in the garden, you know, just thinking about the, all this began in the garden where Adam and Eve, you know, were deceived by Satan. And here Jesus is in the garden. I don't know. I think there's got to wow. be a connection there of just, yeah. this is the beginning of like, you know, I have complete control and authority in this moment. I'm actually going to come and um, lay down my life. Um, so I, I, that's another thing that sticks out to me is this, this in a garden. Um, yeah. so. And if we nerd out for a moment, and I'll move on to the next few verses here. Gethsemane is is the olive press. So the pressing of olives, the, the, the pushing of olives so that you extract certain things. And you see this, and you can almost see the pressing of Jesus, you know, the the, the pressure, the weight um, that's coming from that. So it's a really, man, just 1 through 11, there's so much, what Josh said at the beginning, there's so much in there. And I, Sinclair, I love what you pointed out, that um, that he's a, he looks like a common man. In Isaiah, yeah. Crazy. Isaiah, that, what, what, a, yeah. what a beautiful takeaway. The common man. So Judas was like, "Hey, y'all, I'll kiss him, so you guys know who know who it is." Wow, what what a what a major major takeaway. Because it, it wasn't with. the blue eyed Jesus that we. No, you know? not at all. Not at all. Okay, I'm gonna keep us moving. That was that's great. Um, so let's go. Um, I'm gonna skip over twelve and fourteen. Uh, let's go to P uh, Peter's denial real quick. I'll I'll read. Uh, a few parts of it here. I'll read 15 through, I think, 18, and then 25 through 27. Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood outside the door, so the other disciple, uh, so the other disciple who was known to the high priest went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, you're also uh, one of the man's disciples, aren't you? And he said, I am not. Now the servants and the officers had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing and warming themselves. Peter also was with them, was with them, standing and warming himself. And then if you jump down to 25 to keep it consistent here, 
Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. So they said to him, you're also one of his disciples, aren't you? He denied it and said, I, I know I'm not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter again denied it, and at once a rooster crowed. Um, Josh, what stands out to you, man? Well, again, I think the contrast here of like his boldness to take a sword and ready to fight, and then yet a small girl, servant oh, girl, wow. and he's, you know, afraid. He's terrified, you know. And I, I've also, I've wondered about this in light of, you know, his idea of knowing how to help was like maybe fighting, you know, and Jesus basically has disarmed that. Jesus said, hey, Peter, you know, he, you know, he literally healed, healed the guy's ear in that moment, you know, in the garden. I don't know if we have it here in this gospel, but, um, mm -hmm. and he told him to put his sword away. He's like, and he'd already told him once, hey, get behind me, Satan. You know, that's an encounter he's already had with Peter about, look, mm -hmm. you're get, you don't get it. You're in the way. You're, th you're taking your sword out here. Are you going to try to keep me from drinking my father's cup? Like the, mm -hmm. this cup that my father, you know, is, has for me to drink. And, you know, Peter's got to be like, what the heck are you talking about? Right. Because, I mean, th they just did the Lord's Supper and they just shared a cup. You know, there's all this stuff going on in his head. And so now I think at some level he's like, I wonder is just as a human myself, is he confused and like, I don't know what to do. I tried to take out my sword and Jesus said, Hey, put that up. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now he's just like afraid, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on here, you know, right. and, and more afraid of it for his life. Um, so I don't know. That's just thoughts that come to me out my mind. Yeah. Sinclair, I was, when I was reading through it, um, one thing that stood out to me, this is what we were talking about a few weeks back. Like no matter how many times you go through scripture, you get, you're going to stumble across something like, how did I, how have I missed that? Like, did somebody add this in while I wasn't looking? But I, one thing I see is that Peter was warming himself. He was trying to, he was trying to get comfortable. And like, what do you think Sinclair? Like when you, when you read through this and you see Peter's one, I think Josh is, contrast is really good there of like man I'm, I'm ready to fight but now i'm like scared of admitting this to this girl what 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 hits you in that moment yeah i mean uh just a mixed bag of emotions peter yeah. is going through uh high adrenaline um i'm still confused about this resurrection um uh you know i must yeah. go by the way of the cross i'm still at the point of jesus no you're not you're not going to die and, and Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, you know that. So just all of this, just coming bombarded, um, you know, yeah, I just see the love and the compassion of, of Jesus, um, even mm. um, uh, uh, healing the, the Malchus, Malchus's ear. They seen that, like, Peter, my boy, listen, man, if you don't put that sword up, I know we're going backwards, but if you don't put that sword up, but just loving and just walking them through that. Yeah. But um, as far as this encounter, um, you know, the high priest, Annas, you know, going to the courtyard, seeing this young girl, doorkeeper, um, he, he's still confused. I, I you know, um, but one thing that stood out to me, forgive me, uh, verse 22, it says, when, uh, when, when, um, uh, 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 the high priest, Annas, asked Jesus about his doctrine and his disciples, um, Jesus said, you know, I, I spoke openly in the world, you know, you've seen, you heard, um, and then, the soldier, the servant, the temple servant strikes Jesus. 
And just imagine standing before the King of Kings, the Lord of the Lord, um, and you punching your God in the face. <laughs> you're you're yeah. punching you're punching God in the face. Um, you're punching your Creator in the face, and 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 yet Jesus still has compassion, and so he's he's displaying this. And so so yeah. Any, anyway, but but you asked me about Peter in the encounter with the young girl. Um, just a mixed bag of emotions, man. Yeah. Just it, you know, the Lord is exposing his heart, and right. and these things are written for our learning. You know, we're not as spiritual as spiritual as we think we are. Mm. Mm. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, right? Mm. Um, you know, uh, well, no, not twenty nine thirteen, but but the, basically the heart, the heart is deceitful and above all destiny. Yeah. Which who can know it? I know it's in Jeremiah, but but yeah, yeah. yeah. One thing that stood out to me too was uh, I had to I had to dig into to find this, but if you look look back to Luke twenty two, um, again, this is something I've <laughs> I've missed. This is Jesus's words in Luke twenty two. Simon, Simon, talking to Peter. Behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. This was before all this. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan, the devil, has demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Jesus said, hey, that moment is coming, mm -hmm. and, and Satan is trying to sift you. He got a hold of Judas, and we know how that ends. But you're going you're gonna to turn back, and you need to be strong for your brothers. And then we see him writing in, like, uh, um, what is it? I have it written down here. Uh, in First Peter 5, when, when he was, uh, I, I don't have it right in front of me, but First Peter 5, when he's saying, hey, don't allow the devil a foothold, you guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is after resurrection. This is when he was... He's writing to believers. He's already already kind of gone through all this. He's saying, "Hey, y'all, don't let the devil get a foothold." Now we see when we study Scripture, when we when we read Peter's words, there we can tie it back to the context of, "Wow, he like this dude knows what he's talking about. He's been mm -hmm. through it. He's been through that war." And when he says, "Don't let the devil have a foothold," he knows what he's talking about in that moment because Jesus said, "Man, the devil is trying to sift you like wheat, bro." Mm -hmm. um, just an amazing. You see the humanity of the disciples, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so let's go through those last few things that I, I don't want to leave this short. We're going to jump back up to um, the authorities questioning Jesus um, and what what Sinclair was pointing at. You know, the high priest here questioning the great high priest uh, that we read about in Hebrews. Jesus is the great high priest. And so notice Jesus's control is. <laughs> His calm here is it's pretty amazing. Um, uh, starting in verse 19, uh, the high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I've spoken openly to the world. I've always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I've said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me, uh, have, have, who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. And when he had said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand saying, is, is this how you answer the high priest? Hmm. Jesus answered him, if what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? Annas then sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. 
Uh, so let me jump down this last part and we'll wrap it up here. Then they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They themselves did not enter the governor's headquarters, so they would not be defiled, but could eat the Passover. So Pilate went outside uh, to them and said, what accusation do you bring against this man? They answered, as this man were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you. Pilate said, take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. The Jews said to him, it's not law for us to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken to show by what kind of death he was going to die. Let me read these last few verses here. Um, so Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, do you say this of your own accord or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? And Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, so you, so you are a king. And Jesus said, you say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world. To bear witness to the truth, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And then Pilate said, what is truth? Uh, last few things here. And he said, that, uh, after he said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. So who do you want me to release? The king of Jews. Uh, but they said, no, Barabbas. And Barabbas was a robber. So Josh, just some closing thoughts on the authorities questioning the authority. Yeah. <clears throat> I think one thing whenever I'm reading through this, you ever think about somebody who has like, a will to get something accomplished and like nothing's going to stand in their way. And they just are dogmatic about pursuing that, pursuing that. And mm -hmm. you kind of respect that person. You're kind of like, you want to have, uh, man, it feels like the religious rulers, they have like, I mean, it's, ex it's extreme. The things they do yeah. here to bring this about, mm -hmm. like it took a great, a lot of effort. It took a lot of like, I mean, they are very, very upset. At Jesus, um, and very threatened, very, you know, and so I, I get that sense of like, and at the, all the same time, Jesus is like, this is all part of my plan. Yeah. You know, it's just, he's, he's not like taken back. He's not like he's before, this is like one of the biggest rulers of in, in his region. Right. Mm. And he's just, I mean, most people would be terrified to speak in front of this man. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is answering his questions. He's he's not like, you know, ultimately we're going to get further into the John here. And he's going to be like, all the authority you have has been given to you from my father. Like, yeah. just, just, it's just interesting to see when people think, you know, maybe they're fighting against God. You think about Paul, you know, or, you know, Jesus met him and said, you know, why are you trying to kick against the goats? You think you're going to fight against my will? Mm. I'm, I'm going to accomplish my will mm. in all things. Um, and I just get that picture here in this. I mean, the really is really. I mean, there's a lot going on here. They're trying to do to try to bring an account against Jesus, and they just can't find anything. Right. They 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 ultimately are just trying to figure out how can we get this guy out of out of our problem, not be our problem for us anymore. Um, yeah, to your point, so, they were like, you know, we don't have a law that can allow us to kill him, but so you guys can help us out with that, right? And you're like, whoa, what? 
I mean, you see in other gospels, they can't even find a witness that's true. Yeah. Like they're really saying against him, you know, their, their testimonies fall flat because it's clear that it's not true. You know, it's just, um, and yet Jesus told the disciples over and over, we've gone through John. We saw it over and over him foreshadowing. This is why I've come. This is where I'm going. Um, he's not surprised. He's not um, taken back. Um, yeah. You know, we saw in John 17, the prayer, this is eternal life yeah. that those who know my father and know me like that. This, everything's moving towards this reality. So, yeah. Uh, Sinclair wrap us up with that little, when he's talking about the kingdom and he's pointing ahead, but then those last few verses here, I think is really important. We can't end without talking about that. We got about five minutes here, but wrap us up with those last few verses. After he said this, this pilot, he went back outside and, uh, to the Jews and told them, I don't find any guilt in this person, but you guys have a custom that I release one man at Passover. And so what's the significance of what's happening to Jesus right now and this Passover that he's pointing back to? So Exodus 12, that whole event, wh what is the significance of that? And how, do, how can we tie that in? Well, you know, again, you see Jesus moving from court, courtyard to courtyard um, um, with Caiaphas, uh, high priest, then he moves to Pilate, um, and you have this dialogue. Um, my kingdom is not of this world, Jesus is saying. Um, Pilate is asking, what is truth? And Pilate is looking truth right in the face. <laughs> He's it's looking not, right in the face. Jesus doesn't give truth. He is truth. He just didn't give truth. He is the truth. Mm. Right? And so this, 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 age of, this question that what is truth, and that's what man is looking for. That, that's what we're looking for. What is truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we know that. Mm. And then what stood out to me, and, and, and I'm leading and in, in, in concluding it with your question, you know, with the answer to your question, Jesus said, my kingdom, he goes into my kingdom. What is Jesus establishing? Mm. He's, he, he's, he's establishing civil government, righteousness exalts a nation, mm. right? Um, and he's establishing um, religious, spiritual government, right? Um, by way of servitude. By way of humility, that is that is what the government of heaven rests upon. That's what God is just Jesus is displaying right here, mm. right? So this is a prototype of this this this, this huge agenda where Jesus wow. is in control. And so uh, when you talk about Barabbas, this is and we've heard it before. It, this is a this is we are all Barabbas. We mm. are Barabbas. Um, uh, penal substitution here. Wow. Um, the righteous for the unrighteous. The great exchange, right? Jesus wow. is the innocent is 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 in um in prison. Um, he pays the penalty for our sins, where the robber and the thief goes free. That's all of us, uh, dude. I've never tied that in. That's that's all of us, right? Wow. And so Jesus Jesus knows this. Jesus goes Sinclair. It, it's it's calculated, it. man. Yeah, wow. and so the Passover, like you said, that you know, the Passover, this is a, a foretaste of, of Christ. Those are, you know, the Old Testament and the fe the feast and these events are a, 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 a shadow of things to come. Mm. So the Passover lamb is G is God's lamb, His yeah. blood sacrificed for us. That's and that's that's what He's talking about in in, in seventeen when He's praying for us. He says, "Man." I, I I refuse to live in eternity without them, without them, mm. us. So I must go. This is my cup, Peter. This mm. is my cup. And then later, like you said, Peter learned it when he, he got mature. He was mature. Yeah. He realized that's what he's talking yeah. about. 
Yeah. Oh my. And can that I, right there. Something too? Yeah, Angel, jump in. Yeah, I just want to um man, everything what you guys are saying is great, very encouraging. I just want to um touch on something in the beginning of the chapter um around verse 5 and the answer Jesus of Nazareth Jesus said that I am he and Judas who betrayed also stood with him now when he said to them I am he they drew back fell to the ground I think they fell to the ground because like Joshua was saying his authority they seen how holy and pure he was they're like whoa this man just radiance power but also I want to touch on the part where um uh, Peter cuts the man's ear but then Jesus touches the ear and heals it I believe Jesus was saying, hold on now, Peter, that's not how we fight anymore. You know, put that put that sword away. Hmm. And um, I was like, wow, you know, God is saying that we, we fight a different way now. We fight with love and forgiveness and peace. You know, we don't need to retaliate. You know, the Bible said God has vengeance. But that's, that was some things that has stuck out to me. Ooh. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. That's awesome, and I, I think all of that. It, uh, what Sinclair was saying there, all of this is pointing forward. Jesus right. is, is thinking about what's to come. He knows what's to come. Um, and Pilate's saying, what is truth? And he's staring truth in the face. 